Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. What is up, folks? Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins. On Twitter, at Bibbs Corner. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Maurice Williams. My at Minder Reese, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Busy man. Reese, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You know, closing out a good week. Got a lot going on this weekend. Just got a nice haircut. It's All Star Weekend. I, I'm, I'm feeling the vibes. The vibes are good. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear it. I'm actually uh, personally starting to feel a little bit under the weather. I don't know what just what hit me. Um, not that shit. Not at all. It's my sinuses. I think the just weather just halfway trying to change is throwing me off. Um. But I'm gonna fight it off. I'm gonna fight it off. Um, where we at? So it was a short week. We had just two games, and then we had the All Star game. Um, you know, we're gonna get straight into it. Unless you had something else you wanted to hit before we do. Ah, nah, nah. Let's get straight into it. All right. So first of all, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to do something before we get into it. Actually, uh, Goran Dragic got bought out by the Spurs immediately timeline went crazy about getting them on the team team has said they're not in a hurry to get them Lucas said it would be cool but whatever and personally you know getting Ben Witty for kind of killed that as far as I was concerned what were your thoughts uh same for me I think I said it when we recorded the emergency pod um it really makes no sense and, and people I put it out there I'm like why are y'all so obsessed with still getting going tragic Really makes no sense for the team to go get Goran Dragic now. Like, do y'all really want this big ass rotation of Luca, Goran Dragic, Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke may still be in the rotation. Uh, these other shooting guards and point guards. And I'm you like, didn't even say Dinwiddie. And I didn't even say Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Like, it's it's too much. Yeah, we, we have we're problems. very weak at wing depth. I'm not saying there's gonna be somebody out there on um the buyout market like a wing but if there is i'll prefer a wing or a big over a goddamn point guard going drogic like if you're and let's be honest if we get going drogic our four five best players luca Jalen, in no order but obviously luca and Jalen brunson number one and number two uh dorian finney smith going drogic reggie bullock like right now, I'm based off of how they playing right now. Okay. And to be honest, I can't really think of because the damn sure ain't gonna be Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, I'm not gonna say damn sure it won't be. I don't know how he'll play, but as of that right list now, is depressing. By the way, it, yeah, I'm, it's reality. Reality's depressing. <laughs> Life's a bitch and then you die. Ain't that what they said on Nas? You know. That was. It, I was about to say R.I.P. for to AZ <laughs> oh, for no reason. What? The, oh, about, shit. You about to put Nas in the grave? No, I was about to put AZ in the grave. Oh my actually, god! He just you dropped about to the put, album. Oh my god! He, he just dropped the kill, album last year. He about to kill. I, I know he did. I saw that. Uh, I didn't listen to it though. I did listen to it. It, it was it was it was fine. Okay. But I heard a song album. from it. That was it. I heard a song yeah, from it. But it was um, fine. yeah, like 
Goran Dragic is going to be one of our five best players, and he can't even play in the closing lineup. Yeah, that's like I said. I'm I I would love it. It would be a great story, but I feel like that's a, a on the way out type of deal for Goran. I feel like he exactly. he's mostly obsessed with trying to win a ring, and secondarily obsessed with making sure he's a part of that, like a actual rotation player. He's not trying to be the fourth guard. Yeah, um, that's. I, I think I can't remember who said it, but someone said it goes to a contender. You know, uh, he he's another piece of something. He comes here, he's going to play a major role. You don't want a 30, what, 36, 37-year-old Goran Dragic playing a major role on a team that's not even going to win a championship? Come on. Y'all. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense for him to come here if he if he's actually pursuing a championship. Like and I let's said, be honest, y'all only want him here so he can be with Luka, so y'all can say, oh my goodness, Dragic and Luka, cut the bullshit. We talking basketball right now. Yes, he can be a mentor to Luka. It doesn't have to be this year. Cut yeah. the shit. Off season is fine. Yes. But again, I, I want him to have like a, a meaningful experience wherever he's going. I don't want it to just be a symbolic thing. So uh whatever he does, uh wish him luck and we'll we'll see what he does. Um I think Philly alluded to getting a big soon, so I think that's probably where Robin Lopez is going. So we're it's kind of slim out there as far as trying to fill uh, those holes on our roster, but we'll see what 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 they do here. Um, yeah, I'm maybe... curious to see what bigs besides Robin Lopez even hit the buyout market because I'm not hearing much. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Um, you know, I I did the the scouring of the G League, but a G League guy is going to be our third like emergency big if we go that route. So whatever. Um, with that said, let's get into these games. Uh, I think we've. <laughs> taking enough time talking about other stuff so the first so two games again like i said the first game was miami uh tyler hero did not play uh reggie bullock and burke also did not play josh green got the start played 20 minutes um early in the game he was locking down jimmy butler like clamping him up making him shoot bricks and he scored five of our first 12 points he hit a three he had a score inside and then he got pulled out after like five minutes. Um, in that game, the first half was kind of ugly for us. They were killing us on the inside in particular. And Luca was forcing his offense. Uh, it's something that I noticed. Uh, it was how the Miami Heat were playing him. But it, again, it felt like he was doing way too much trying to force things to happen that were not there. Uh, and I was worried that it was one of those games that was going to get out of hand. Uh, defense turned it up in the second half. Maxi started the second half over Josh Green to give us more size. And then Maxi also went crazy himself. Uh, finished the game with 19 points, six boards, five blocks, and a steal. He also was locking down Jimmy Butler in the clutch. He also hit the dagger three. And he did the call me on the road, this, this cold-blooded with it. Um, he should have had seven savage. blocks. <laughs> he, he probably should have. Uh, one of them they took away. I don't know why they took it away. It was late in the second quarter. I, I guess they're saying Jimmy Butler just lost the ball, so it wasn't a block. And then there was another one they called a foul that was very clearly a clean block. Um, Luca was ho hum, 21 10, 6, 5 for 19 from the field. Jalen. 19, 4, and 6. 6 for 14 from the field. Uh, they had a play where he looked off Derek Bertans at the end of the second quarter and threw it to Dinwiddie in the corner. Yeah, that 
that can't happen. But I will, I will attest that to you know still getting used to. No, there ain't no excuse for that. I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give him a pass for it. I'm trying to give him a pass for it. Maybe he was trying to get them with involved since he wasn't really giving much on offense at that point. He only had four points. He did have five assists, which contributed to you know some playmaking off the bench. Um, I tweeted out like a few minutes before the game. Uh, what's the chances that we see uh, uh, Dinwiddie at point guard, Jalen Brunson at shooting guard, Lucas Small forward lineup tonight? And we got it within like the first three to five minutes of the damn game. I was like, wow, that's quick. Yeah, I, and that was when Josh came out. Um, they yeah, took, they put Dinwiddie in, and I was. Kind of annoyed because it's like we've been struggling with having additional ball handlers off the bench, so now we just put all our ball handlers in the court at once. Kind of defeats the purpose. I will say I was curious to see how it worked because we've never seen that many guys who are able to handle the ball, playmate, create shots, and create shots for others. We're going to put some air quotes around that playmate for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah, air quotes around (laughs) playmate for Jalen Brunson. Um and create for others around Jalen Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we haven't been able to seen, see that around Luka as much. Yeah. But I think, you know, obviously Spencer Dinwiddie didn't give much in terms of offense, but I think that's because he was on the court with those guys so much. Right. I think you're going to get the best out of Spencer Dinwiddie, especially in the second unit, when he's not on – excuse me, when he's not on the court with guys – with the guys like Jalen Brunson and Luka who are going to take the ball out of his hand so much. If he's on the court with both of them, he's rarely going to see the ball. He's going to be relegated to basically off ball. Now, if he's on the court with just a Jalen Brunson, we've seen Jalen Brunson be off ball when Luka has the ball in his hands. You can primarily put the ball in Spencer's hands and let him work and play make on the court, especially since he's a better playmaker than Jalen Brunson is. So, uh, obviously... This is a thing kind of like the beginning of the season when we said, let's see Jason Kidd get used to these players, see where he likes them, the lineups he's liked, he likes with these guys. They're new. We saw what happened when we said that in the beginning of the season, and it kind of worked out. So let's give him a few, uh, some time. You don't have an entire season to work with this time, so you can't take too long. You know, you're going into the All-Star break. Maybe when we come back from the All-Star break, we see some new lineups. We see him experimenting with some things. But you got to find a better way to um, get Spencer involved in the offense somehow um, because this game wasn't – I mean, we won anyway, but th- he didn't really give us much on and, the offensive end. And I think, you know, I put in my notes that it's, it's hard to integrate a point guard. Yeah. Um just because of the nature of the position is to get the ball to other players, run the offense. Like he doesn't know the other players or the offense yet. Like you got to give him time to learn who these guys are, where he's supposed to be, where other guys are supposed to be. And then, like you said, if he's on the court with Luca and Brunson, he's not going to feel like he's supposed to have the ball yet. Uh, So he's trying to make sure he's not coming in being a ball hog. And, you know, there were a couple times where Luca and Jalen are trying to make sure that he doesn't think that they're trying to keep him out of the offense. So there's going to be some of that awkwardness early on, too. Um, so I just expect that. With that said, I think he had uh, he had four points, uh, two boards, five assists, and a steal. Um, no turnovers. He was 0 for 2 from 3 and 0 for 4 from the free throw line. 
And I brought up the free throws. I mentioned in the second game as well, his ability to drive and draw contact is something that I, I noticed and I like so far. I, I will agree. Uh, that's why I like this. That's why I said I would like to see him with the ball more and his hands on offense. Um, what was I going to say? The the other part, and I'll save this for the second game. The other thing I did want to mention DFS uh, 14 and 5, 4 for 7 from 3. Uh, Bertans played 13 minutes, had 12 points, three boards, three for seven from three. Uh, he had a big block that was incorrectly called a goaltend on a fast break. Um, he was hooping, honestly. Yeah, um, he he big head was spazzing, boy. Like, oh, God, <laughs> Davis Bert, hey man, shout out Davis Bertans. It was one game, you know, give you some more time, but it, it felt like he played longer than he did because of I, the impact he had on the game. Yeah. And it helps that we have someone with a quick trigger out there like Davis Bertans because we don't have Tim. Tim was that guy. Only yep. thing was Tim's shots sometimes don't go down and Tim takes those shots when you don't want them to. Uh-huh. Davis ain't going to have a ball in his hands ever unless the ball is being passed to him. To so, shoot. Exactly. To shoot. So naturally, his shots are most likely going to be more efficient than Tim Hardaway Jr.'s. Which is, you know, ideal. Yeah. I'm and curious I, oh, if Tim comes back this season, what it's going to look like, excuse me, with a guy like Tim Davis and even Reggie Bullock, guys who aren't afraid to pull the trigger. It, it could get very interesting because uh, that's a situation where I would hope kid plays whoever's hot. Like, yeah. give them all, like, first half, you know, have their minutes lined up. And then second half, all right, you're hitting. You're going to get the most of these minutes going forward uh, for the rest of the game. So uh, I think another thing that people kind of sleep on with Bertans is he's 6'10". Like, he's not he's tiny. And I think he's more athletic than people realize also. Yeah, he got that dunk on that uh, on that fast break. I was like, okay, this, this dude is feeling himself. <laughs> he's trying to show uh, Washington. I wasn't hooping because I didn't want to be there type shit. Who knows? Like I said, yeah. we still need to see more. But no, definitely. Uh, it was an interesting first game. Glad to see both guys contribute right away. Uh, I wasn't ready to hear the doom and gloom. Uh, oh, we traded KP. These guys suck on the timeline after one game. So I was glad that they both did a little something to, to show why they're here um, right out of the gate. Um, but yeah, winning that game in Miami, nobody really expected that. I think we both didn't call it. Or did you call it? Uh, no, I said one and one. I yeah, did we, not call that game yet. Yeah, we did say both say one and one. Um, but yeah, glad to get the win. And again, Luca had a quiet game for the first time in a long time. Just twenty one points, shot pretty poorly, but we got the W uh, against the at the time number one team in the East. Then we went to play the Pelicans, and early in the game, Luca was playing around. He looked like he was already in the All Star game. I will say uh, most of this game I did not catch because I was at practice rehearsals for the wedding I'm going to be in tomorrow. Oh, I was like, practice? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I, I was in rehearsals. I, I was trying to I was trying to sneak some peeks in, you know, uh, when I should have been rehearsing. But on the way home, I got to listen to the game. Um, How, sounds, like, was that second half? Or? Yeah, second okay. half. Uh, sounds like I didn't miss much. Uh, seemed like a convincing win. Uh, no, not at all. Tell the story. Uh, 
So yeah, Luca was playing around early on. Uh, he got hot even th- though he was playing around. Uh, he had 25 at the half. Uh, he was pretty much doing whatever he wanted against them. Uh, I don't know why they keep trying to let Herb Jones guard him straight up because he was cooking that poor child. Um, he had 45 points after three quarters. So that, again, 20 points in the third. Oh my god! So <laughs> he was on his way to 60. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, of course, he played the whole first and the whole third, and we had a 24 point lead at one point. And then we, again, started playing around, and the Pelicans cut it to seven with about four minutes left. Uh, Luca came back in around six minutes. So they put him back in after, like, during the lead getting cut. CJ McCollum went stupid because they took Josh Green off him. Josh Green had him in Alcatraz um, most of the time, like, trying to force stuff. But once Josh Green came off him, he started getting hot, and the comeback was on. See, uh, I took it as one of those, you know, oh, well, the game's already over. We don't really care about them cutting the lead. This is just garbage time points and minutes thing, but that wasn't the case. No. So they were, it, they, I think the it started early in the, like, th- like late third, early fourth was when the comeback kind of started. It was kind of one of those things where you could see it slowly creeping down, but kid didn't take the threat seriously enough for long, for too early enough. Like, Luca probably should have come in a couple minutes earlier. But I think Kid was trying to see if the others could hold it down. And they couldn't. So then Luca came in around six-something. And they continued to cut into the lead. Again, they got it down to seven with, like, four minutes left, which is plenty of time for them to get the dub. Um, then we started doing the prevent offense, right? Dribble the ball, clock out. And then Luca does something with five seconds left. Um Luca was hunt, hunting 50 at that point. Okay. Uh, it was very obvious he was hunting 50. People were mad that I that people were pointing out that it was clear that Luca was hunting 50. You would want to do it too. Bitch, can we get the W? Yeah, facts. <laughs> Let's do both. How about that? Right. Like if you could, if you were running the offense, you'd probably get the ball back in a natural place to get your shots off. But if you're just going to go in there and force the bitch, like you're playing right into their hands. Um, it was annoying personally trying to watching that go down. Um, they cut it to four with 37 seconds left. Luca finished with 49, 15 and eight. On 27 of 35. Is that right? That don't sound right. <laughs> 17, 17 of 35. I'm about to say 27 <laughs> of 35. How that motherfucker only had 49 points? Had 80 points. Uh, <laughs> 17 to 35. 7 of 14 from 3. Um, but he went to the line. Like, they fouled on. Like, the game was over at that point. Like, they missed a shot to try to cut into it again. Luca made sure he got that motherfucker rebound so he could go to the line and get to 50. And then he break both free throws because the basketball gods don't like ugly. He wanted that 50 so bad. And again, like the whole defensive possession, every time something Lottie looked like they were going to shoot, he was in there in the, in the paint waiting for that rebound. And then like when the rebound came down, it halfway went toward another player and he grabbed it like, like he was hopping on the grenade and he didn't, like he was offended that somebody else reached for it. It's like Steve Rogers. <laughs> Basically. He's like, no, I got it. 
It was like, all right, got the rebound. Now they're going to foul me. I'm going to go to this line. Go ahead and knock this old 50 out. I think they started doing MVP chance and stuff. Uh, but he bricked both of them things. Uh, again, game was in hand, so it was whatever. He didn't get the 50. Ball Brunson <laughs> Brunson quietly had 23-6 and six on 8 for 13 from the field. 3 of 4 from 3. More on that in a second. Uh, Maxi another big game, 20 points, 4 boards. Dinwiddie had eight points and five boards, three or five from the field, would hit a three, looked nice coming out. Uh, Bertans cooled off. He was one for seven, all threes in this game. Um, the last thing I wanted to say before I turn it over to you, I know you said you listened to some of it. Brunson, one of the things that needed to happen to make this Luca Brunson tandem work is Brunson taking those wide open threes that he's constantly set up for. And he did that tonight, and it looked good. Like, he was not only taking them, but making them. He, again, three for four from three tonight. That's a huge development for this this tandem. Um, I was mad because he kept pump faking those and either doing a pull-up mid-range or uh, making another pass when he's, like, wide open, just not being comfortable with the shot. Like, dude, you're playing with Luka. That's a shot you have to take. So I'm glad he started taking it. And again, he's, he was splashing them tonight. So I definitely need to see more of that. Uh, definitely definitely would like to see him more aggressive. Uh, you don't really want to see him in that Seth Curry mold. Yeah. Uh, the main thing we used to say about Seth Curry is, man, if he had the mentality of a, a Tim Hardaway Jr., he might be our second best player. Like, you're yeah. one of the best shooters in the entire league. And you're hesitating on three-point shots, pump faking, just because a guy's closing out. Take the shot. That's what we pay you for. Jalen right. Brunson, if he wants to get paid, you have to be aggressive on offense. Jalen yeah. Brunson is one of the most underrated players in the league when it comes to that mid-range area. The problem is when you're trying to get to that mid-range when you shouldn't be. And that's and again, I love that he he's good in that mid-range. It's a lost art. It is the difference between being a okay role player and being a good player. Um, because you can score on three levels, inside, middle, and outside. But you have to got to have that outside. That's true. That's, that's important. And I think part of it is his lack of confidence in his three-point shot, where Seth was, I don't know if he's protecting his percentages or what, but Brunson, I think, doesn't have the confidence in his three-point shot, but he's going to have to develop that if he's getting these 20 M's. Yeah, if you want these players, these defenders, to respect your uh, three-point shot, you have to start taking them. Yep, or they're going to sit back and wait. Exactly. And when you start taking them, and you start making them, that opens up the game on the inside and in the mid-range, especially in the mid-range where you excel best. And he's he's quick off the feet. He's quick off the dribble. He's got a mm-hmm. quick first step. He can get there. You just got to get guys to respect your shot. Exactly. Shout out to one of my followers on Twitter who said, uh, who tweeted me at the game and said, man, if we had another quarter, we'd have beat y'all. I said, if the if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you, you hit it on the, on the hit the nail on the head. Like, as his role increases, as his profile increases, more teams are going to start looking at the scouting report. And the less he's taking those threes, the more they're going to tell their defenders to stop short when you're closing out on him because he wants to get to the inside. You start hitting those threes. Now you open up everything. Now you're Steph Curry. I'm not going to say he's Steph Curry. But that's how Steph Curry is so effective because everybody expects him to shoot the three. And so they close out super hard. Now you're out of the play. Now he can get inside. He can get to his floater. He can get to the rim or he can dime to to other people. So when you become that triple threat like that, 
that's that's when you start to we start to hear about Jalen Brunson potentially making an All Star team. Like I saw people saying, when you when you have people scared of you everywhere on the court, we, you already mastered the inside. Now it's time to start working on mastering that outside. Man, look. Hopefully, he gains that confidence. <laughs> hopefully, maybe that's maybe that's a coaching thing. Maybe coach need to tell him, "Hey, motherfucker, stop playing. Take the shot." Like, <laughs> maybe we need that Milwaukee Bucks Jason Kidd. Like, look, goddamn it, start taking the shots. So I'm gonna have your ass in the gym on Easter. You, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the next holiday. Okay, so Saint Patrick's, Saint Patrick's. Saint, he ain't Irish. So, <laughs> so uh, hopefully that's the case. Expect and not even just for this team's benefit, for your benefit. You want to mm-hmm. get paid? You got to do that shit. That's yep. the difference between sixteen million dollars and twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think he can do it. I I believe in him to 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 develop that. Now, is there something else I would like him to develop? Like for him to develop? Yes. But like right now, but right now, like some vision, Spencer Dinwiddie is filling that void. That's true. Now in this game, I know you said you didn't get to watch. In this game, oh man, I was loving Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I didn't realize. Like, I've been calling for it. Right, another playmaker off the bench for a long time. It's a very obvious need. Everybody's aware that that was something we needed. But I didn't realize how big a difference it made in my enjoyment of watching Dallas Mavericks basketball to have the ball in someone's hands not named Luka Doncic who can get past his man easily and then makes the right decision once he does get inside it's like we've never seen it so we weren't even aware that it might exist it, it was really wild. Like when he had the ball in his hands, I expected the right decision to be made. And it was almost every single time. I think he had five assists again, but he could have had 10. Guys were just missing some of those shots. And again, his ability to get inside, to draw contact, to get into a man's body, whether or not the foul is actually called is another story. But he was, again, getting in, getting even with his man, drawing contact, playing off of the contact um, and not flopping like some people do when they get in that position, but trying to get the bucket and hopefully get the foul if the refs decide to be nice. Uh, But again, when he got inside, I would see, all right, such and such is open on the wing, boom, pass hit the wing. All right, such and such is cutting, boom, hit the cutter. Like he, he's hitting those plays that I get annoyed about Jalen not hitting. So that, that was fun to see. And I want to say he played too much with Luca. I want to see more of him and Jalen. More of, then witty and yeah Brunson. like i mentioned in the like yeah like yeah. that's why I, I like that you mentioned that earlier because that's that's a tandem that i want to see a good bit of because again if we're going to get to the second round it's going to have to be us the the difference has to be us being able to perform with luca resting i think somebody pointed it out in the the clipper series we were like plus four i think with luca on the court and minus 33 with him off the court in that series not a, that that's not gonna get it done but this Dimwitty brunson tandem has potential you throw in uh bullock dfs and, and maxi or something like that i'm i'm feeling good well we only two games in still some more time uh would like to see more uh especially during the second half of the season we got an all-star break guys got time to get rested up hopefully reggie bullock will be back when we come back i expect he will be uh 
unless you yeah, I think anything. He, I think he probably was just like sore and they were like, you know what, all star breaks coming up, let's get you this extra week of rest. Yeah, yeah. But uh, probably the same with Frank. I'm excited for the second half of the season, man. I'm excited. Oh yeah, we the going into the break off a few wins, going into the break off of Luca putting up Elgin Baylor numbers. Um it's a good feeling. If we had lost either one of these games, it might not have felt as good. Maybe not the Heat game. If we lost to the Pelicans, for sure, I would have been pissed. But um, coming in off this hot streak, coming in off of Luca doing astronomical things, it, it it's a good feeling getting ready for that second half. Not even second half. Uh, final third push. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially coming off a win like a team against the Miami Heat. You know, yeah. That's a booster. So I'm ready. All right. Um, do we want to talk about the the All Star stuff in the middle, or how do you want to do that? Do you want to talk about it at all? When you say the All Star stuff, you mean what happened already? Because we're recording this Saturday, seven thirty. So oh, you know I don't give a shit about what happened Friday. I ain't even watch it. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit after you. I think you said you asked some stuff you wanted to say. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back after these messages. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking Luka Doncic getting Navitsa Zubak on a switch, on a pick and roll too good to pass up. Barbecue chicken cooked. You won't be cooked because new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Avoid where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. Three six nine. All right, folks, we are back. It is the middle portion of the show, which is usually where we hit on a topic that's on our hearts, on our minds. And today we're going to hear from the mind of Reese. Let's see what I did there. Reese, what you got? All right. So I'm trying to figure out a way to approach this uh, without coming off too aggressive or like I'm upset, but. <sighs> There's a clear need on this team, obviously, for a certain type of player, for certain types of players, wings, bigs. And when we say there's a need, 
we don't necessarily mean depth in terms of in terms of hey we need a third guy on the bench at center hey we need a third guy on the bench at wing when we say there's a need there's a need for quality someone who can step in right away and get the job done potentially start or play 10 to 15 minutes a game and help this team that's not happening with two-way players out of the G League, okay? Now, no offense to anyone in the G League. The G League is fantastic. There is talent in the G League. I don't want that to come. I don't want what I'm about to say to come off as me saying there's no talent in the G League because that's not true. There are players in the league right now that came out of the G League. Players in the All Star Game who have come out of the G League. And I'm not sure. Are there any all? No, I don't think there's any All NBA players to come out of the G League. Did Pascal not make the All NBA? I don't think he did. Maybe me, last I'm year. Double Maybe check. last year. He might have made it last year. It wouldn't have been last year. It would have been the year before. <laughs> yeah, the year before. I mean, that's what I mean. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I know they're kind of running together with that whole <laughs> bubble situation. Yeah. Um, but... I'm trying to think. And Fred Van Vliet has a good chance of making it this year. Nah. You sleep if they keep climbing. It's definitely a possibility. Nah. All right. As a guard. Yeah. Well, hold Luka, on. Luca. Luca. Steph. He barely Curry. made the playoff game. You right. Luca. Steph Curry <laughs> fell off. You might as well not even. He's making right. All NBA. Stop playing. Fell off. <laughs> fell off. Yeah. Back Siak- to what I was. Siakam didn't make it. Nineteen twenty. Okay. I was say he, did. he did. He did. He did. Undrafted player made the All NBA team. So yes, if we get a guy who has some talent out of the G League, and he's on a two way contract. He's there most likely for the future, and that's okay. But y'all are out here on Twitter scouting these G League players to help us right now when realistically that's not the case. That's not where we should be looking. Y'all thirst over these G League players a lot as if they're going to help right now when it always turns out bad. Then you get upset when they're not on the team a few months later. It's like every year y'all fall in love with a new guy. Carly Jones. Uh... Last year was, um, who the hell was it last year? Uh, fuck. The name is, fuck it. The name's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. Uh, Damn, I just, Nate, Nate Hinton? Nate Hinton. Nate Hinton. It was Nate Hinton last year. Even Tyler Bay last year. This year, Carly Jones. You all love Theo Pinson. I love Theo Pinson, too. I love Theo Pinson, what he does on the bench. He brings hype to the bench. He brings energy to the bench. Kind of like I used to do in high school. You understand what I'm saying? So all I'm asking is that y'all start seeing this from a realistic point of view. I'm just saying the approach and expectations are wrong. You aren't wrong for scouting G League players for this team because in the future they absolutely could help. But right now, a G League guy is not what we need. A two-way guy is not what we need. We need NBA talent who can help us right now. We need free agents. We need buyout market guys who can help us right now. If that's not out there, then oh well. But these G League guys aren't going to do that for us. I just really needed to get that off my chest. All right. I, too, have chest. So What the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did. Uh, so here's what I did. When I saw that Tristan Thompson was going to Chicago, when I saw that... Robin Lopez is likely going to Philly. 
I still felt like we we have a we still have an issue of Dwight Powell being our only big. And when I did what I did, I went to the G League. I went to look for not just random ass motherfuckers in the G League that have rebounds numbers. I went to look for guys that are actually veterans that have actually played NBA games that are are solid type of players to potentially put on that other two-way so we don't have to waive anybody because they seem to not want to waive anybody anymore for emergency type situations now with that said i think i'm gonna get into the bakery here and tell y'all how the cookies are made when i did that some people ran with it as a future or not a future, but like as a person that is going to be a rotation type player for us. And I knew that they would. And that's just how the game is played, right? Uh, you put some stuff out there without the full context of your th- thought process and you let people interpret it how they will. And, you know, it is what it is. Now, with that said, a cheek Diallo, for example, I realized after the fact, he actually can't even be put on a two-way because he's been in the league for five years. But a guy like Cheek Diallo can give you valuable minutes on an NBA roster right now if in an emergency type of situation. He can give you 10 to 15 minutes in a game. Um, a guy like Freddie Gillespie can give you a spot five to 10 minutes and has done so this year for the Orlando Magic. There's a reason he was on two 10-day contracts with them. Um And a guy like Reggie Perry also has been on multiple teams this year, the Blazers, the Pacers. Actually, Reggie Perry, Reggie Perry and Dewan Hernandez. (laughs) I don't know how Dewan Hernandez has not gotten chances actually watching him. He looks like he has potential to be the next Christian Wood. Like when you watch his clips, he almost plays like a guard, but he's also one of the leading rebounders and shot blockers in the G League. I saw him hitting threes i saw him running the fast break crossing dudes over and finishing in traffic at at the rim like comfortably handling the ball um i think he's kind of a tweener four or five but again he kind of fits that mold of what we're trying to do with the five so i'm trying to get into that that avenue of the thought thinking like nico and and jason kidd so another thing is i don't like wasting a spot so it makes sense to fill that spot, not just with a random ass player, but a player that could potentially stick long term. Like you said, it should be about getting a player for the future. Um, I don't think that we're actually going to really have an option to get the big that I'm going to want for the rest of the year. I personally am just hoping that Marquise Chris can come back healthy and get back to how he was playing before we locked him down. Um, if I can get that, then I'll survive our midget lineups with no bigs with ass, really, and hope for the best come playoffs. Uh, but as far as what I what I was saying with the two-way contract, it is about getting a guy with a little bit of experience um, into that open, empty roster spot that we're wasting. And if they stick long-term, great. If not, they're there for a breaking case of emergency type situation just because it makes sense to have that extra body. And if we're going to have an extra body, it should be a big, in my opinion. I agree. And I feel like that's the biggest. Actually, I mean, I would say big is the biggest need 
I, I you, you keep saying wing, and I'm curious I, why you why you think the I wing was is wing. I was gonna say I was about to say. It's about the approach, because as far as depth, maybe wing is our biggest need. As far as How, quality, why? because what wings do we really have? Finney Smith, Reggie Bullock, um, Sterling Brown. No, 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 no. Sterling Brown's not a wing. No, no, no. First of all, his name's Shannon, little brother. Second of all, he gives us nothing when he plays. Uh, Frank Nilakina. You consider him a wing? I, he's a he's a he's a six nine wingspan dude with six five six nine. I hate that he gets treated like a point guard because that's not what he is. Just because he can bounce the ball a little bit and pass the people. In to my people. opinion, his play style is made for a point guard, not a wing. It shouldn't be. It should be a wing. It should be a wing with some some playmaking skills. Uh, I mean, I guess he def- he should be defending wings also. I mean, I agree. He should be defending wings. That's how I look at it. Who do you defend? The dude's like six five, with a six nine wingspan. Yeah, or actually almost a seven foot wingspan. But then at the same time, you know, I think after losing KP, big is definitely our yeah. biggest need. Like who are our bigs? <laughs> Maxi and Dwight Powell. And Maxi's kind of a tweener, big wing. And I'm put I, yeah, I'm pushing it on. No, he's not a wing. He he's either like we had him guarding Kawhi Leonard. That that's because of his size. He's not a wing. I understand you say How, you base because, it off of who they defend, but Maxi Kleber is not a wing. He's Maxie, not a wing. Defensively, he's a wing in my opinion. I don't like him guarding bigs. I mean, most likely that's who he's going to guard. Unless I, I don't guys like, like Leonard. Yeah, that, that is true, but... Who do you defend effectively? How about that? Like, not who do they force you to defend because that's all we fucking got. But who do you defend effectively? Look, I, I'm just saying. All right. No world, Maxi Cleaver's away. So Maxi and Dwight. Yes. And Marquise Chris, I guess. Yes. Whenever he's healthy. Okay. Okay. I still think we're better off at wing than we are at big. Just argue, because, like, if you I go back to the understand. Miami game, we had to play Maxie and Dwight together because we were too small. That's true. But then what? That's true. That's, it's so sad that we about to go into the playoffs with these. Why guys. am I depressing myself right oh, now? Let's let's, let's 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 cut this short. Let's oh this God, short. we are. Oh, all right. yeah. I don't want to think about this roster anymore. Let's piss me off trying to figure out what our roster is. Oh man, oh, this man. Nico got his work cut out for him this offseason. Um. I feel like Maxi and or Dwight may be gone. We'll see. I'm not going to speculate yet. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to say that because I feel like both of them have played well recently. Both of them are beloved for one reason or another. Um, I I do feel like Nico's positioned himself well to to fix this roster in the off season. So yeah. I'm excited about that. In the meantime, they hopefully they 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 put this shit together, make some gumbo out of whatever we got. On this roster, gumbo. Okay, that's a uh, that's a new. So we just left New Orleans. So, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Right. Yeah, that, that was a reach. <laughs> it was a reach. Uh, I think we said enough. We definitely said more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we take another break? Oh no 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 no. I got to talk about All Star Friday. I'm gonna keep it quick. I'm looking at the clock. It is seven fifty two. I will not go past seven fifty five. 
Okay, we'll see. So when the rules for the Rising Stars Challenge were announced, I actually read them off. You had not heard them up to that point, and you were disgusted by what I what I read. Yes. I personally, at the time, halfway defended it, but I was a little bit concerned with the setup. So for those of you not in the know, or for those of you that might have been confused, they broke it up. They usually do two teams. It started out as rookies versus sophomores. I wish they would go back to that because the rookies always wanted to show up the sophomores and the sophomores never wanted to lose to the rookies. And it was always intense. Sophomores usually won, but it was whatever. Then they made it us versus the world because we're an international game and blah, blah, blah. But then we were getting guys averaging half a point and two thirds of a rebound having to fill out the world roster because we didn't, we didn't have 10 world guys. It was stupid. So now they've gone to a format where there are four teams of seven. They added a G League Ignite player to each team, <clears throat> and they let the legends draft their teams. Uh, I think it was Brent Bear or Rick Barry, uh, Isaiah Thomas, James Worthy, and I don't remember who the other one was. I don't give a damn. They pushing it with the legends when you got. Wait, you said Rick Barry, right? Rick Barry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Rick Barry. If it's don't, Rick don't, Barry, don't, motherfucker, you're no, pushing no, it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a dunk contest, Judge, but not. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. But Rick Barry um, was, I think his team ended up winning, actually. But the format was, it was the two teams would play against each other to 50. And then the winner would play to 25. And I felt like 50 was a low number. And then 25 felt like a very bit low number. Like how was the championship game 12 shots? Or eight, eight to 12 shots, nine to 12 shots. Um, it felt goofy, but the execution was the problem last night. In the first game, I don't think either team knew what to do. The game, the score was like 28 to 26 in four minutes because nobody was playing defense. And the guys on the bench had not gotten in. One of the G League Ignite players or the G League Ignite players in that game got one touch each. And one of them never got to play again after that game was over. Now, the second game, after having watched the first game, those guys realized we can't not play defense. So they were playing defense. That game went longer. There were multiple substitutions. It was a better product. And then the final game, because of how long that other game, I was like, okay, to go into 25 makes sense now because they've already gotten a good lather. And, you know, this is going to be pretty tight. And the second game and the final was okay. But that first game, I felt sorry for the G League Ignite guy on the losing team because, again, he got one touch. So what was the whole point of it if you're not even going to show – you know what? Um... Exactly. And then they had, like, a little uh, legendary shots thing in the middle, like between the second game and the championship, where they had, like, three teams of two or four teams of two try to imitate several legendary shots from playoff history. And the G League Ignite group – they they got like one of the five shots in. First of all, that must be some 75th anniversary shit. Let's not do that it was, again. It let's, was. Let's not do that again. Like the idea was cool, but the execution was weak. If you want to do that, bring back the shooting stars challenge. Yeah, I like that a lot more than whatever the hell this was. That was fun. Halliburton and Bane won that, by the way. 
I that that sounds about right. Bane missed every single shot until he got to the Dame shot, which was the last shot, and he won the championship contest for him. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was mad goofy. So uh, you didn't watch any of that, I'm guessing. Nah, I, I went to the movies right after work. Okay, and then the the celebrity game, I didn't watch any of it. I think I oh no, I caught like the last two minutes of it. Uh, they had some high jump dude who was doing put back dunks and stuff like that. Miles Garrett did a windmill or two, um, and people were saying we need to just get him, give him the other two ways so he could be a big man with some ass in the paint. Can we stop calling it to the celebrity all the the celebrity all star game because like <laughs> it, we pushing the terms and borders of celebrities at this point? Okay, can we call it the entertainers? all-star game or some shit because some of these motherfuckers are not celebrities like for the past few years guys have come on these teams and i'm like who the hell is this like sure we had quavo they're gonna keep bringing quavo back because he can actually play some basketball i guess uh miles garrett obviously plays for the cleveland browns makes sense they had anderson virgil they always bring back some former players they had mgk who's from cleveland obviously uh those are celebrities who else played? Um, Somebody said there was a Peloton instructor playing. The Peloton instructor won MVP. The, the, and then he gave this most inspirational MVP speech. Like, a Peloton I instructor. Almost hopped on the Peloton. Like, oh shit, let me get a to work. A Peloton instructor and a celebrity. He making bank off of that Peloton instructor bullshit. I mean, uh, job. We're going to start having NFT dudes. Watch. That's next year. Crypto. It's going to be bad crypto people up there. Like, he made a fortune off of crypto. He's going to be out there breaking everything. Um, what was I about to say? Damn. Oh, the machine. When you mentioned Machine Gun Kelly, I got to tell this joke I, I caught on Instagram the other day. Uh, dude was like, I think I saw it. But go the ahead. rap name thing. Oh, no, no, no. I saw okay. the one he that was said like, MGK looked like the dude who spent all his VC on tattoos but can't play. <laughs> He really did, but the the comedian was like, you know, you can never like when you hear a rap name, the more the more innocent the rap name, the more deadly the rapper. He was like, for take for example, the baby. He's a murderer. He will kill you. Like stay away from the baby. Um, and then he's like, then you on the other end of the spectrum, you got Machine Gun Kelly. He is not dangerous at all to your life. <laughs> he says, so if you run into a rapper and he tells you his name is Defeatus. Get up out of there because he's about to abort you. Okay, you know what? That all right. Let's move on. <laughs> I had to get it off. You were about to be when you said MGK. Um, but yeah, we, we're gonna close this out and then we're gonna get into our regular segments. I think we're under an hour again. We're, we're doing all right with ourselves. Be right back. <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> They gonna have no idea why we laughing. Exactly. I hope they have no idea why we laughing. Man, look, there's been times where I like early on, like if I didn't schedule it out far enough, it would go through without the edits, and I was like, "Yo, this is some scary shit." So <laughs> I make sure I schedule a little bit further out to make sure the edits go through. But with that said, folks, we are back, and it is the end of the show. We're gonna get into our regular segments here. I don't know if I gave Reese enough time to pick his. Uh, Oh, I already know who it is. Never mind. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's been a little steady run of no-brainers, but yeah, but this one is definitely a no-brainer. I didn't have I didn't need time to think about it. But right. notice during this whole day, you didn't even ask. You know who your unsung hero is? Come on. Yeah. 
exactly because <laughs> in my head i had already done the okay i know who it is um it just hit me right now that i was about to ask who it was and hadn't thought about it today so with that said you know no further ado and all that good stuff who's our unsung hero this week maxi kleba maxi kleba is the unsung hero of the week it was it was a no-brainer no one else came close to be quite honest putting up a 19 point game with uh what five rebounds and six blocks or was it six rebounds and six blocks six and five i think six and five should have been seven blocks then putting up a 20 point game and that 19 five and six game or six whatever coming over a victory over the miami heat who i believe had the number one record in the east at the time a team that i didn't expect us to beat that's big that's huge. I'm not expecting that from Maxi Kleber all the time. I'm not even going to put that pressure on him because I know he's not that kind of player. But when it comes in important moments like this, it's when Maxi really shines. And for that, he wins Unsung Hero of the Week. Now I'm going to kick it back to Bibbs for the weekly forecast. What's the weather looking like after the All-Star break? <laughs> you know, Reese, I, I love that you, you gave that unsung hero to Maxi Kleber. He had a great week. I'm just going to say something real quick, and then I'll move into our forecast. Maxi this week averaged 19 and a half points per game. Guess what Christoph Porzingis was averaging this year? all right let's move forward uh we've got two games after the all-star break we got a long break folks of clear skies before we get into our first game uh guys are going to be resting they might be in cancun they might climb in some you know what uh (laughs) nah bro nah bro nah bro (laughs) nah No, you, sir, are what? You, you, you are wild, sir, Mister Weatherman. Um, I'm I'm not sure that was on the teleprompter. Um, we don't allow that kind of language in references on, on live television. Um. Excuse me, I, I was almost about to make that worse. I almost said tan before that next word, which would have just made it really pop. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get into the 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 forecast here. After a long break, there might be some snowfall. <laughs> That's a hint for my people that watch in the middle of next week, and then on Friday, the twenty fifth of February, that is our next game. We're gonna be going to Utah to see the Jazz. We. Could be our first round opponent. A lot of people talking about we're going to take these boys out to the woodshed and smack them across the face in front of all five of their wives. But we'll see. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, is there trouble in paradise? Can we break up that happy home? (laughs) Again, we will see. It'll be a great test for the Mavericks coming out of the break. And then the next game we're going to. Golden State, the team above both us and the Jazz at the number two spot. Steph Curry has been asked lately, can he get it back on track after the All-Star break? Klay Thompson's been playing pretty well. Don't don't think Draymond will be back for that game. They've been up and down. They've had some, some weird losses 
here and there. Uh, but they're always a dangerous team. We blew them out once. They blew us out once. What's going to happen next? It's going to be an interesting time after the break. I almost don't want to make a prediction since we're playing two teams above us in the playoff standings. Can we go 2-0? Oh, I don't know. Reese, how, how are you feeling about this uh, this upcoming week? 2-0, baby. That's how I'm feeling. 2-0. Going with 2-0. Uh, I've grown a bit of confidence in this team, even though, you know, I, I know what we're capable of doing sometimes, and I know the kind of games we're capable of losing, but the way they've been playing, they've earned my confidence, so I'm rocking with them. You know, if we come back healthy like I expect we should – not even fully healthy necessarily, but if we get Chris back, uh, if we get Bullock back, if we get Frank back, I don't even know where he's going to be at in the rotation, actually, now I'm thinking about it. But if we get a couple of those guys back, I'm going to feel really good about these games. I expect both to be competitive at a bare minimum. Um, the Jazz game interests me because I believe that Rudy Gobert could be the type of guy that should be, I should say, the type of guy that gives – uh, Luca, a little bit of problems, uh, in my opinion, if the Jazz are playing like they should be playing. And that's that's been my thing with the whole Jazz situation. Based on the way that they're constructed, they should be the type of team that gives Luca problems. But based on the way they've been playing lately, I'm not sure they are. Uh, for whatever reason, they allow small ball teams to, to kill them. And I'm, if they're going to let us do it, I'm not going to complain. I'm a Facts. Dallas Mavericks fan. So if y'all are going to let your top three, top four, most dominant big man in the league be useless, then by all means, continue to do so at your own expense. Um, as for the Warriors, like I said, they've been weird. I can't predict them game to game. Um and now that we're small as well, I, I'm curious how that game is going to go. I think it'll come down to whose de who's defense is more disciplined. Uh, when we slack, they can get hot and get us out of the game pretty quickly. When when um, <clears throat> when they slack, then maybe we could take advantage of that on our end as well. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, I, I, I can't look at us going up against an opponent and not, and not feel confident anymore. Like, I expect to win every night, so... It's an interesting way to feel personally. Yeah, it's not something I'm used to, to be quite honest. But I like the feeling. Oh, definitely. Good. Definitely, definitely. Uh, is there anything else we should hit before we get up out of here? Before we close this out, predictions for the night. Uh, skills challenge, three-point contest, dunk contest. I don't even know who's in these bitches, to be honest. All right, I so the skills challenge uh, they're introducing right now, it's the um, the rookies which is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, <coughs> and Josh Giddy. They're doing teams? Yeah, they're doing teams. Josh I Giddy. I do remember that. Rookies is Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Then mm. they have Team Cleveland, which is Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Then mm. they have the Antetokounmpo's. Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex. And Alex, who plays for the G League team. Yeah. Shout out to Nepotism. Facts. I'm going with the rookies easily. Yeah. Um, as you said, the teams, there was all, there's one player on each team that I thought would throw everything off. Um, but I think that... Who do you think would do that on the rookies? Who was the third one you named? Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Barnes was my wild card on the pass portion. He's a good um, playmaker. Though. But he's big, and I think that thing is kind of low. I think it's actually going to be moving this year. 
Oh shit. Oh yeah, I did see somebody uh who was doing it. DJ Khaled. I saw DJ Khaled doing the the gauntlet or whatever. Uh, unfortunately. But yeah, the rookies I think have the the best the the unit that it hits all the the spot. Jared Allen. Come on, son. And then um the Antetokounmpo's like the NAS is great defender, but the rest of it is kind of questionable. All right, so I'll do the dunk contest next, since we all know that the main, the, the main event now is the three-point contest, even if it doesn't go in last. <laughs> so the dunk contest, Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Juan Toscano-Anderson. I'm going with Cole Anthony. I'm going with Obi. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's a popular pick. Yeah. Cole Anthony, when he dunks, I still don't expect it. So I'm sure he like if he has some stuff in his bag, like as far as like entertainment I think he's the quality. Only one out of the four who has less than double digit dunks this year. Yeah, and I mean he's getting up. Like he had yeah. a big dunk in the rookie saw so- in the rookie sophomore. See, I'm already fucking it up. Uh, he had a big dunk in the Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, off, I think it was off of either a, a oop or like off the glass or something. It was off the glass. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, so it was a big, it was a nice dunk. Like he threw it down hard. Like if he has some stuff like that in his bag, he's the son of an NBA guy. He's gonna pump the crowd up. Um, I worry about Jalen Green. I feel like he's flashy, but not necessarily as like engaging as he should be. If that makes sense. Um, and then who are the other two? Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan, I feel like he. This is not his thing. Yeah, it's not at all. Uh, and then, like I said, Obi Toppin, I've seen him do dunk contest type stuff. So I just think his dunks. Green, right? Yeah. Jalen Green, I feel like he doesn't have it in him. Like, pers- he should personality-wise, but I feel like he doesn't have it. You're talking about the, the showmanship, not the right. athleticism. Okay. Right. Like, the athleticism is there. I'm sure he can do some nice dunks, but I don't know if he's going to sell them enough. I think Obi Toppin's dunks are going to look nice. And Cole Anthony, I think he's my number two off of the just the showmanship alone. So the three point shootout. Desmond Bain. Fuck Desmond Bain. Luke, Desmond Bain. Luke Kennard. Zach Levine. CJ McCollum. Patty Mills. Cat. Fred Van Vliet and Trey Young. I'm rocking with Father Fred on this one. That's tough though. I'm going Levine, I think. Okay. That's He's fair. a big time performer. That's fair. Okay. Are we can we get a backup? Or no? Nah? Uh, for me, my backup would be Luke Kennard. Racist. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, who did you say after Levine? I forgot. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum's my backup. Okay. No, no Trey Young love. Fuck Trey Young too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't put that out there on the airwaves. No, <laughs> motherfucker, you edit the podcast. You don't put it out there on the airwaves. <laughs> y'all won't have to see that either oh um, man i should drop the clip oh damn you an <laughs> asshole <laughs> no but uh i yeah i'm sticking with my two zach cj yeah i'm I'm rocking with fred fred or luke Kennard. i want fred winning it would be dope yeah i would like fred to win it all right i think that's it i think again we're close to an hour um i might put this out tomorrow put one more today. team lebron or team katie LeBron. Team LeBron team. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta rock with Luca. I don't care. It ain't even his team. I was I don't know how he got that team. I don't like, know how he got that team either. LeBron <laughs> always drafts good teams when it comes to these all star games. I was about to so. say. <laughs> yeah. It's the complete opposite of his actual reality. Facts. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. 
Um, the GM. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Same. Uh, we can close it out. All right, folks. It's been a joy. I don't know why I did that. Um, I know I've been fucking up with the GOAT series. Again, we got a long break. So I will get these last two episodes out. It's been a lot going on in my world right now. Um, and then I will drop the list as well so y'all can talk shit about me online. Um, I might do a tweet thread. We'll see. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you.